Welcome to Veterans Voice NYC. Today, Gary and I will give our feedback and follow-up on Episode 7, Veteran Success. Sounds good, Jose. The agenda for this episode is to give a summary on the viewpoint between Jose and I, what do we find interesting? And also we want to answer the question that I didn't answer, which is one of the questions in the episode, agree or disagree, whether a company should do more for for veterans and the question Jose didn't answer, which is putting a label for veteran in the resume. So we take this opportunity to explain that. And I enjoy what Sam has said. In a nutshell, he hit a lot of viewpoint that I share. Yeah, absolutely. Out of everything that we have done, from his perspective, it hits the private sector, federal sector, and it hits the mindset of the employer and the veteran at the same time. And he mentioned one thing that I have not heard anyone say, which is when you hire a veteran, understand the benefit, like understand what they can do instead of just, hey, I need to fill a gap. Let's get a veteran. He just hit the point about, yeah understand what capability that he or she can bring to the company and go forward, which is, which is amazing because past few weeks in my company, we are starting a employee resource group called ERG. There are multiple employee resource groups like Latinx or woman or Blackheart. But for us, we, we call veterans at the company. So one of the things that I point out is that should we just hire anyone just for the sake of helping veterans? And what Sam mentioned about is Every time we hire a veteran, we need to understand what they bring to the table. So I push the agenda back to the team and say, hey, we don't want to just hire anyone. Make sure that their transferable skill is able to make them successful, not just for the company, but for themselves. Like making sure we hire a veteran because we are really want to help them and not help us for our own gain. So it's very, very rewarding to hear Sam say that. What about you, Jose? Like anything interesting stand out to you? Yeah. A matter of fact, as soon as Sam highlighted that companies need to understand the veteran that they're getting like it's just like he hit the nail with a hammer like on point because from my perspective and all the outside private companies that i've worked for when it comes to like executive security and management my skills and in my resume i have a lot of management and leadership so in my perspective i want to be able to grab an individual and mold them so that way they are able and capable to grow within the company. The more they learn, the more they know, the more they grow and they can pass down. However, what was really happening and what I was seeing was, oh, just just hire any veteran because they don't complain about nothing, which is true because in the real world, everything is kind of easy for veterans because we've been through so much in the military and you know you pretty much pocket your feelings so it's like oh i didn't eat lunch you're like it's okay i'll deal with that when i get home oh i didn't get a break you're like i'm used to that things like that and when sam highlighted that stuff it's absolutely true there's a lot of companies out there that will hire a veteran and not understand them what they're getting from that that individual it's like you buy a product and you read everything about it and you expect it to do a through Z, but employers, they hire a veteran pretty much just to get that tax credit that most people don't know about. And that was upsetting, but it was so understanding on both sides. And when he just hit that key topic, it was like, yeah, I, I agree 100%. And employers need to understand the veteran that they're getting. So that way they're able to place that individual in any field 
and they can take the company to the next level at the same time, they're also excelling. So the company can grow, the veteran can grow and working together, it's actually beneficial for both of them. What do you think? I see that when companies end up hiring veteran, let's say they hire properly. Now, what do I mean by the hire properly? Like understand the veteran capability and then place them in an environment that they can grow. If the company are willing to go that far, like they are actually hiring, hiring a veteran and not just doing lip service. Like, yeah, we hire a veteran and boom, you're in, you're getting paid, we're done our job. So if the company, any company that does this, just really grow the veteran once they hire them, like I give kudos to them. Again, I don't know, I haven't seen any, or at least if maybe I'm one of them, <laughs> I'm one of the veterans that being <laughs> grow right now, I couldn't tell. But if there is a strong initiative that they are committed to help veterans by bringing them into a company and then grow them, groom them to the way to become successful, or even give them blessing if they want to leave, that's that's great. But again, I have not seen any company or publicly people announce about this. A lot of people sh- share their experience. Hey, thank you for this company. I'm moving on to the next stage and they are veteran themselves. I, I don't want to confuse by the individual success by themselves that they achieve for by themselves or the actual company help them along the way. I want to jump into the question, which is okay. agree or disagree. Should company do more to hire more veterans? I didn't answer that question during last episode because I want to reserve the, my bias. I was trying to play devil's advocate for Sam, but I, I kind of share the same point of view with Sam. It Companies shouldn't do more. It's really up to the individual themselves. I get it. Media sells us everything. And even maybe the company that you're applying for, they may say, hey, we love veteran. We value your service, et cetera. But they end up giving you a shitty job. I'm not saying who, but that is the case. Now, I really agree that veterans themselves, us individually, need to do more for ourselves. There is a sound clip which I'm about to share by a former Marine infantry officer that he was helping veterans and he got so sick of helping veterans. He said in, in his own word, in only nine months, he got so fed up or how many whining babies there are in the veteran community about, oh, I can't find a job, et cetera, et cetera. And I want to share one clip with you right here. It's only 30 seconds. Before you go reaching out for help, before you even have a suicidal ideation, stop. Identify the problem. The problem might just be the car. It might be the inability to find the job, or it might be that shit that happened to you 10 years ago or 20 years ago. Whatever the fuck it is, identify the problem. Then come up with a plan to fix the fucking problem. In the military, you're constantly given the plan. Well, now you're out. It's time to grab your fucking nuts and create your own plan to solve the problem. So right there, yeah. That guy was dead on. It's a dead on. But he gave us full point. And the two point he mentioned, let me read that to you guys. Hold on a second. Identify a problem, which is one he mentioned, the first one. Then come up with a plan to solve the problem. All right. And third point is just ask other to make your plan better. And then fourth one, the last one is execute the plan. Now, this is where I firmly, firmly believe uh, why I, I'm rough so many feathers <laughs> on veteran community. Not even just that. I, I guess I remember in the schoolhouse, oh, Gary doesn't give a shit about me. Gary's so brass or having some negative attitude toward him. I said, no, I don't tolerate bullshit because all I'm hearing is bullshit. So when a question coming in that, hey, 
companies should do more for veteran. Well, what the fuck they need to do? They pay you. The CEO of the company make jobs and they're not less American than you are just because you serve and defending your life. They create jobs to serve employees and save so many more families. So why do they need to do more to hire us? You see what I'm saying? So yeah. and this is what Daniel O'Malley also pointed out is that, yeah, they are they pay their own share of taxes. They create jobs for American people. So I think it's us, the veteran ourselves, need to do more for ourselves to be successful. It's us ultimately making the decision. As Ben, one of the guests in our podcast said, I, extreme ownership. Okay, we take ownership on every decision that we make and then own up to the consequences, whatever is positive or negative. Okay, so that is, I truly believe in that. What would you think though? I agree 100%. And when we were running the association, you did get a lot of negative feedback and it was hilarious to me. It was comical from hearing veterans complain just for the fact that you don't sugarcoat it. You say what it is, how it is. And it's true. It's a lot of uh, bitching, moaning, and complaining. Carolyn one time had said, you and Gary are the yin-yang, and you guys are both assholes. It's like you're one half of an asshole, and you're the other half of the asshole, but you guys suit each other. They're able to, to execute things, and it's the same thing with Gary. He's just so blunt. And I said, yeah, that's why I like him so much. <laughs> <laughs> I love being the asshole, though. <laughs> and and it's funny because a lot of people don't realize how many Saturdays we put in on our own time. Yeah. And I remember in the summer when we were planning for all the events ahead, I remember shooting you so many ideas and you were like, Oh, that that's that's fucking corny. Like, what were you thinking? I was yeah. like, That's a piece of shit. Like, yeah, I was like, damn, I thought that was great. And I was like, this day just shot it down. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. these are these are perspectives that you need because when you're stuck in a fork in the road, you have all these ideas, all these opportunities. But again, most people don't take the time to get a fucking sheet of paper mm -hmm. and a pen, mm -hmm. write it down, write a plan, mm -hmm. come up with a, a plan of execution. Yeah. Okay, I got to do A, B, C, and D in order to, to proceed to the next steps. Mm -hmm. And it, little by little, you start doing this, and now you're no longer stuck in that fork in the road because now you have a sense of direction. Okay, I have to go this way in order for me to move. Yeah. Most people won't do that. And that's what's so upsetting. Exactly. And again, on the veteran perspective, it's like, oh, I filled out 132 jobs on USA Jobs and not one of them called me back. Okay, well, did you have anybody look over your resume? Because it's a computer database that you apply for a job. It looks at everything you submitted. And it looks at everything the job requires. If there's no words that link together, congratulations. Mm -hmm. That database will not select your resume. Right. It's not rocket science. It tells you what they're looking for in the requirements. Yeah. What you just mentioned about the resume thing, Donnie Omani, the founder of Vet TV, he mentioned just that. Now, did you have anyone look over your resume? Did you research the company? Did you have tailor your resume? Are those tiny little things to make yourself stand out? And of course, veteran, we like to cookie cutting. That one thing for everything. I really don't think company need to do any more than they already have. I, I'm not sure. I think it's for PR purposes that they say, hey, we value veteran. I think mainly it's for the publicity. Now, don't quote me wrong. I don't think a company needs to go out their way to hire veterans. 
I just think that if you really truly value veterans, let's say the veteran is disabled, every company abide by the equal opportunity employment. So why do we need to be special for veterans? You see what I'm saying? I think it's more marketing thing for the company, but if they really truly hire value veteran, veteran need to do the work to get into it. And then of course, get recognition from their work and not because the label. Of course, appreciate you serve the country. We appreciate you doing that, but we don't want to hand you the opportunity because you were not going to make the most out of it. No. Yep. And then this is where Sam's words is coming to play that if the veteran is given the tools to succeed, mm-hmm. he or she will succeed. Yes. And it's, it's 100% true. Yeah. If they put on their tool belt and they're given these tools, they will succeed. Mm-hmm. It's 50-50. So if, if they give it everything they got and the company is also giving them extra tools because they want them to succeed because they want them to grow, that company and, and that veteran, they're, they're going to go all, all the way. Mm-hmm. It, it, it goes on both sides. Mm-hmm. Now, for me, I think the question I didn't answer was labeling yourself as a veteran on your resume. Yeah. So going into that, exiting the Marine Corps, I always have my Marine Corps stuff on my resume. I've seen it help and I've seen it hinder at the same time. So in the private sector, it's it's like a, a golden ticket. It'll get get you looked at because it's like, oh, veteran. And that's cool because you know you you can get the interview. However, the interview, once you're in that moment, it's up to you. You need to sell to the company what you are, what you're capable of, and how you're gonna transform the company if they hire you. Because here's the thing. Behind you are other candidates who are going to say some amazing, outstanding stuff. You're competing against them. And the only thing you have really working for you is the fact that they're looking at you because you're the veteran. You have college. Some people have college as well. So you might have a four-year degree. The person behind you might have their master's. Mm-hmm. However, if you're able within this interview moment to let them know that this is my vision, and I can take the company to the next level if you give me this opportunity because I, I already see myself doing A, B, C, D, E, F, G. When an employer or hiring manager hears that, automatically it's like, hmm, this person is going to move to the next level because I wasn't thinking that. And they're not even hired, but they have that vision. They're going to make the vision come to reality. Yeah. Now, when I moved to the government sector, so much truth just smacked me, hit me so hard in the face. I was so excited because it's like, oh my God, I finally got a, a government job. This is going to be some great stuff. I remember taking a restroom break and going to the second floor in the building that I was working in and hearing the hiring committee talk amongst themselves. So as I'm trying to scan my, my car to open the, the restroom door, all I hear is, oh, God, another veteran. I, I hate hiring veterans because all they do is all they do is complain. And it's like they all have this sense of entitlement. And hearing that from a hiring committee, that's, there was probably like eight or ten individuals in there. Bro, it, it, it hurt my heart because it's like reality just, just hit. And hearing Sam's words and then linking that together, 
it's true. We exit the military with this Disney dream of I am America's superhero. Anywhere and everywhere I go, they want to hire me just because of that. Mm-hmm. So hearing that, it's like, hmm, maybe you should put your military experience differently and don't really highlight yourself as a veteran mm-hmm. because it, it kind of hurts. And it's like hearing that, talking to my veterans within our association, it's like, hey, don't don't say anything veteran on your resume. Make it sound more official into the private sector. Like, you don't really want to say, oh, I was a, a corporal or a sergeant in the Marines. Yeah. Really doesn't mean, doesn't mean shit. But if you're able to say, I led a working party, or you say, I led or I supervised uh, 18 individuals. Mm -hmm. To accomplish X and Y, yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You start manipulating and changing these words, sounds a lot better, and it gives the employer a different perspective. Exactly. Wow, this this individual has great leadership skills. Mm -hmm. Now they're not looking at you as a veteran. They're looking at the quality you bring to them. Mm -hmm. That that was the, the connection for me. And that's ironic on what you mentioned on the public sector. Someone would say that, oh man, the veteran, they, they complain so much. I would think the private sector would be the one that making those kind of statements. But again, that's what we think is not how it is sometimes. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, one, absolutely. Uh, jumping back to your point about the resume, you, you're right. I, I had the opportunity to review a couple of resume past few weeks to get, get some veteran into our company. And I gather some veterans uh, resume and shoot them out to other veteran in the company and they review it one always one common coming back which is talking about the veteran themselves now this is just a resume tips for whoever is listening right now they focus so much on what they did and not what they accomplished i was like oh right you know exactly what you say i was like, you know you want to highlight frame yourself a more official way so that private sector can see what kind of value that you can introduce to the team rather than knowing what you did in the past. They're more concerned about your end result, okay? And you could tell the story during the interview of how you did it, how you accomplished it, how you overcome that difficulty, but don't tell me what you did. So that was one key uh, point that I learned for us veterans. We need to highlight the accomplishment that we did, benefit that we could provide to the company that we are applying for. And and yeah, it really up to how you frame yourself. But if you are just going through any kind of company and holding that little V card, hey, I'm a veteran, I don't think it would do you any good. And that would just make us look even like the whole community even shittier. Exactly, exactly. Using that word. And and I hate it. Do have to mention one yeah. point about uh, the company doing more for veteran and about the putting veteran statuses. 2019, I went to so many meetups for veteran in technology. There are some a lot of meetups that helping veteran to get into technology. And one meetup I went to was dominated, and that event is for veteran, but dominated by civilians. There is about two to eight ratio. Every two veteran, there's eight civilian. Attend the private that event. Now, those civilians are not company civilians. They are also looking for jobs, also looking for opportunity. And yet, that event is for veteran. Now, again, maybe veteran are not interested into technology, so I don't blame it. But I do see the dynamic. Whoever attend that event, I can tell that they are trying to make a difference or change their career trajectory or doing something uncomfortable and give it a try. I can see it in their eye and it might not be successful at the time, but 
hey, at least I tried. Another event I went to, which is, uh, again, veteran in technology event, trying to hire more veteran. I tend to give some advice and some help, some networking opportunity to other veteran who is trying to come into the industry in the technology side. And there were more hiring people. There were more people trying to give out advice than there are any veteran who are looking for a job in the event. So, for example, there was 20 people showed up for the event. It's a very tiny event, only for veterans. And two of them, two out of 20, was looking for a job. <laughs> wow. so, so I was like, wow. I mean, I guess either one, veteran are not interested in technology, or two, they aren't willing to take a risk. I still kept in contact with one other veteran that I met uh, back in 2019. And unfortunately, he didn't really change because last time I met with him, I told him, you're about to graduate. You almost used up a job bill. How many time you have left for your job bill? Oh, I don't know. Like, dude, what do you mean you don't know? I didn't know there was a limit. So like, what? You didn't know there's a uh-huh. limit? And I asked him, like, how many, like, do you go to summer school? Yeah, I go to summer school. So now it's, I just ballparking. Maybe you have like a month left for your four-year degree. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know anything about it. And I say, okay, let's, stay, let's keep in contact because I really want to help you out. But first, I don't see that you're helping yourself. So last week, my company uh, looking to get a veteran intern. So I was like, hey, let me make the announcement in my LinkedIn. And that same person would contact me back and say, hey, yo, so yeah, I see you got a new job. I see you doing IT stuff. Let me, let's talk. Let's see if this role fits you. And I asked him, hey, what have you learned in the meantime about cybersecurity? What have you learned to improve your knowledge? Oh, yeah, I've been reading on some stuff. And yeah, that was, that was, so I asked him some fundamental question. I know what is the difference between X and Y in technology? And he couldn't tell me. So what brings me back to memory is I, you didn't do anything. You literally didn't. You just got a new job. That's all it is. And since 2019 to now 2021, you, that's only, that's the only thing you change in your career. And I get it, you want to find a new opportunity to transition into a more fulfilling experience. But before you get there, before you can give you opportunity, you have to demonstrate that you yourself are changing to the better, which you're not. So I right. say, yeah, I just say, hey, not to stay in contact. And I didn't say no, but in my mind, it's not going to cut. So yeah, going back, putting veteran in the resume, it helps depending how you frame it. Okay, company Correct. does not necessarily need to do more for a veteran, whereas veteran themselves need to do more for themselves because ultimately nobody owns them but themselves. It, it, it's a good one because the problem that I deal with a lot with a lot of veterans that I talk to and associate with is their aim is so low. And the problem that it, it just drives me insane is mm-hmm. they aim for a target and they hit it. Yeah. And that's the huge problem because they don't know what to do afterwards. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I try to explain and also motivate them that your aim needs to be so drastically high that you should be shooting for the moon and the stars. Yeah. And they're like, no, because what if I fail? And I said, that's the whole point and purpose. If you fail, you've already identified your first step on what you need to learn in order to move your aim to the next level. And I have a lot of friends and family members right now that they're like, I I don't get what you're doing with your life. You know this, you have your degrees and that. You're going back to school for this. You switched your job to that. I want to get as much as I can. The more I learn, the more I know, the more I grow, the more I can pass down. 
when I leave, I want to be able to leave a blueprint for others to follow. Mm -hmm. That's just me. That's my better success. Now I just had to go take time to edit this shit. <laughs> yeah. <man. laughs> or, hey, I don't have anything else. These are our follow-ups and these are our findings. And I hope you guys enjoy it. I have eight two very fat chicken sandwich and I'm about to go to gym right after this. I don't have anything else, Jose. I did my PT this morning, so everybody pull out.